Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 730 The Game, Steelers Fancast with your host, Amber Sky. Oh boy, oh boy, my Pittsburgh Steelers dynasty falls to 1-4 to start the 2022 season. I did not expect this at all. I told you guys to start the season. I thought we were going 2-3. and three. I like, in all honesty, 2-3. and three. Goodness gracious, but in better news... My fantasy football team is still doing amazing. If we exclude my high hopes on my Pittsburgh Steelers winning against the Buffalo Bills week five, I predicted all five of my week five matchups correct. So I can't wait to get into that recap with you all. And then I have some even better week six matchups to get into, like Dallas taking on Philadelphia, Minnesota versus Miami, And then Denver taking on the Chargers. I needed a little pick-me-up, so I had to pick some good games. Let's first get into my fantasy football team because I'm officially 5-0 and now the number one seed in my fantasy football league. I am so excited. And this week, I go up again. The former number one seed who held that spot since draft day. With players like Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, and a fairly good tight end being Dallas Godart from Philadelphia who had nine targets in week five against Arizona, this should be a great week. I need a little competition, but hopefully I don't lose. I've made 11 moves so far this season, one of those being adding George Pickens to my roster. I have a good feeling about Pickens and Pickett being a great matchup. So I wanted to add that rookie wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers to my roster, especially with the bye weeks now upon us. And I just have to shout myself out because I couldn't even have predicted this win. So I told you guys to start the season. I drafted a few rookies hoping they would pan out. And somebody I held on to was that Seattle rookie running back Kenneth Walker III, who is now going to be the the starting running back for the Seattle Seahawks with Rashard Penny out with an injury. I'm so excited to have him again going into my bye weeks. This is going to be the perfect rookie to have on my roster. He scored his first career touchdown week five against New Orleans, and I expect many, many more from this kid. 
Now to keep on the excitement before we get too much into real football, let's talk about how today, Tuesday, October 11th, actually currently right now, the NHL season begins. Right now, as I record this podcast, it is one-to-one Tampa Bay Lightning versus the New York Rangers. The Hurricanes have their first game on Wednesday, October 12th at home versus Columbus. And then the Pittsburgh Penguins have their very first home game on Thursday, October 13th against the Arizona Coyotes. So definitely tune in because hockey might be much better than football this season. I know I can count on my two teams to make the playoffs. Now on to my week five recap. Before we talk about the AFC North, let's get into what happened versus Philadelphia and Arizona. This game ended in Philadelphia's favor 20-17. to And there was some big mistakes again from, guess who, Kyler Murray. First, it started with his horrendous outfit that he wore to the stadium. If you haven't already seen it, I beg you right now, stop what you're doing and Google Kyler Murray's week five pregame outfit. Oh my goodness. It was this awful neon green unisex suit. It just looked horrible, guys. I was just laughing at this outfit. The green honestly went more with the Philadelphia Eagles colors or even Seattle's than it did with Arizona. And I know he didn't need to match his team, but since you're playing the Eagles, I feel like you should have just picked a different color. And like the type of person I am, I had to click through and read some of the comments. And one that made me laugh like no other is this, and I quote, Kyler Murray should be benched for that abomination. And get this, someone replied back and said, I benched him on my fantasy for this outfit. Guys, I so hope that one is real because if so, that is hilarious because... That outfit was awful, but you know what was even worse was Kyler Murray's performance. Like, it wasn't the worst of his games until it got to the final drive of the game. And I should say more specifically, the final four set of downs where Kyler Murray made the biggest mistake of his career. One, he forgot that literally the day prior, Saturday They called up kicker Matt Amendola to come play that game that Sunday. So let's remember that first Kyler Murray going into that game. Second, since you just got this kicker, maybe you should look up his stats. And and if you did that, you would have saw he was two for nine on 40 plus yard field goals in his NFL career. Two field goals he scored and 40 plus yards. Just two. I mean, it wasn't so bad for quarterbacks, though, because Jalen Hurts, he had a good game. I saw some great potential in him. He's definitely being able to adapt to different defenses, and I like this. He had a nice short pass game against Arizona this week, and he even ran in 
two rushing touchdowns against a defense that had only allowed three prior. So color me impressed, Jalen Hurts. Definitely like what I'm seeing. Now, onto the AFC North. Honestly, nothing's changed. The Ravens still lead. Cleveland in second. Cincy in third. And, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers in fourth. And I'm just glad that the Ravens are the only winners of the AFC North this week. I mean... I can't believe I just said that because technically my Steelers are in that. But you know what I meant. I'm just glad that Cincinnati and Cleveland lost this week. For once, the Ravens showed that Lamar Jackson doesn't have to be the only player on the team trying hard. They definitely showed they wanted to win this game from the defense side of the ball. But it's sad because Cincinnati's defense wanted to win just as bad, but their offense is just like in outer space right now, and I'm totally loving it. I'm telling you guys, Joe Burrow equals Andy Dalton. Jamar Chase's career is going to mimic AJ Green's. Just wait on that one, guys. I'm telling you. As for the Cleveland versus Chargers game, I totally forgot that Deshaun Watson was even a part of the Cleveland Browns, but he's officially back in the facility, not able to practice until November, but Deshaun Watson is officially back in the Cleveland Browns training facilities. As the Browns fall to 2-3, and three, their defense is looking weaker and weaker every week. They've allowed more rushing yards every week continuously. They had 238 rushing yards against them this past week against the Chargers. And that was great for me because I have Austin Eckler on my fantasy football team. But it's definitely not a good look for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I honestly can't say much because a 38-3 loss to the Bills isn't a good look for my Steelers either. I mean, ouch. We didn't even score a touchdown. I was at least expecting our defense to have scored one for us. Like, I know we expect a lot from them, but come on. They had zero sacks. You could have at least got a touchdown in there. And I understand, TJ Watts hurt, but I am in the next man mentality every single day of my life. If you can't do it, guess what? Somebody else can. And I understand, TJ Watt is a generational talent. We cannot just replace him, but what we can do is put a player in that defense that can actually help our defense. We even prepared for this this offseason because TJ Watt has been hurt before. We've been in this predicament. So this is not a shocker. The shocker is, is the people we have put in place have not panned out. And I'm surprised because we've had an entire, again, offseason to put the right people in place. And if this one doesn't work out, I think we need to be a little bit quicker on swapping out these players because it's taking too much time. I don't have time for our defense to look that bad just because TJ Watt's not on the field. I'm honestly really hoping that my Steelers don't take fourth in the division, and I think that's the only thing I'm hoping for this year. 
The last time we took fourth in the AFC North was in 1988. Like, I wasn't even born yet. So I cannot see my Steelers in that much of a losing state. Like, please, I cannot deal with that. At least third place. But like I said, we have a tough matchup for our third home game of the season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you know the drill. We'll get into that right after the break. All right, all right. Now that we're back, let's just hop into my Steelers matchup because I I can't handle this, guys. I think there's a curse on Accuser's. Look, I can't even say it. I think there's a curse on AccuSure Stadium. We have not won yet in the stadium named AccuSure. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Please don't come for me, AccuSure Stadium. And that definitely might be at the hands of the NFL giving us our first game against none other than the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. But they also gave us like a layup because our second home game was versus the Jets. And I'm still surprised that we lost against the Jets, like especially at home, guys. Like, can we just pretend that one's not real? I'll take every other loss we'll have this season, just not that one. But our third home game just happens to be Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is 9-3 and versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. About to be 10-3 and because it would take a miracle for my Steelers right now to win against Tom Brady. The only times Tom Brady has lost to my Steelers was 2004, 2011, and 2018. And I still remember that 2018 game. Like, that was such a great game for Ben Roethlisberger. Like, top notch. So if Kenny Pickett can pull one of those out of his hat, like, we can definitely win. But like I've been saying, guys, my optimism is fading. We have two more games after this until our bye, and I'm just hoping that we just don't go into our bye week with a losing record. But after we play Tom Brady at home, we're at Miami on Sunday night football and then head cross state the next week to play the Philadelphia Eagles. So it just sounds slightly impossible, but there's some hope, guys. There's some hope. Now, let's move on to something a little bit more exciting. My week six matchups. I got Dallas at Philadelphia, Miami versus the Vikings, and Denver taking on the Chargers. As for Dallas at Philadelphia on Sunday night football, this is going to be a great game. It's either going to be Dak Prescott or Cooper Cup. And I love this one because it's a divisional rival. So you want to be at your best. But it's so hard to say, is Dak Prescott even going to be ready by then? And if he is cleared and ready, is he going to be ready ready? Or should you stick with Cooper Rush, who has been doing just fine? because that defense is phenomenal. And on top of that, in the last 
three meetings. Dallas has outscored Philadelphia 129 to 64. So if things are looking like they have in the last three matchups with these two teams, Dallas is in for a great game against the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. And again, that Cowboys defense is amazing. They held their opponents for the last two games to 10 points. And they haven't even allowed an opponent to score over 20 points. The closest a team got was in their week one loss, 3-19. to But let's just forget about that one because other than that loss week one, Dallas has been doing amazing. But don't get it twisted. It's going to be a great game for the Eagles offense to test the weaknesses of the Cowboys defense. With a number one ranked offense in rush attempt and number one in pass average at eight and a half yards per pass. Like, that's going to be a great game to see what the Eagles can really do against an amazing defense. But I think it's going to be Philadelphia all the way, or at least I hope, because like I I said last week PA is my new state that's what I'm gonna say we're just cheering for Pennsylvania Woo-hoo! now on to Minnesota versus Miami you guys know why I want to talk about this one because I love Kirk Cousins Minnesota is four and one and number one in the NFC North and I told you guys before the season even started that they're taking the NFC North so they're gonna coast this out I mean no not really let me take that back they're not gonna coast this out they are going to continue on in this winning streak the Minnesota Vikings are on a three-game win streak and all three of those are fourth quarter comeback wins on top of that. That amazing wide receiver Justin Jefferson leads the league in total receiving yards and receiving yards per game. The only weakness right now comes from the defense and it's not even that bad they just don't pressure the quarterback that much and allow eight plus yards per pass attempt which can be a little bit bad when you have a good quarterback and on top of that they've allowed their opposing quarterback a 70 percent completion rating so far this season so that is not the best stats I want to see, especially going up against Miami. And it's still on the table who's going to be the starting quarterback for Miami. But this has been a great team so far with two amazing wide receivers. And it doesn't matter who's throwing them the ball at this point. I mean, who knows? Rookie Skylar Thompson could throw for five touchdowns in his first career start. I mean, he could do that and still lose against the Minnesota Vikings. So it's going to be a great game. Definitely tune into that one. Now, on to Denver versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are definitely winning this one. This is going to be my feel-good game. I told everyone at the beginning of the season that Russell Wilson going to Denver is not going to be pretty. And look at that. It hasn't been pretty at all. And right now, he's dealing with a partly torn lat muscle on his throwing shoulder. And that sounds awful. Denver's offense has only scored six touchdowns in five games, and three of those came in week four. And get this, their offense is tied for first in penalties with none other than the Seattle Seahawks. 
I think this is just going to be a great game for the Chargers. They've had three games so far this season with 400 plus total yards. Of course, most of them have came from passing, but like I told you guys, last week they ran the ball for 238 yards against the Browns. The best part is, is those yards come with touchdowns. The Chargers have a 57.9 percentage rating in the red zone. And that's impressive, especially when they're going up against the Denver Broncos, who have a 21.4 percentage in the red zone. I had to make sure that stat was correct. With 14 attempts, the Denver Broncos have only had three red zone touchdowns in those 14 attempts. Sounds like a lot of wasted money to me, guys. I'm sorry. I said I had to make myself feel better since my Steelers are losing. So laughing at somebody else's misery is just kind of nice sometimes. Sorry, not sorry. But don't worry. We'll have plenty to cry about when my Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for our, again, third home game of the regular season. I still have faith, but only so little. But that's all I have for you this week. Until next week. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.